When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Baldo Live right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday. I think we all need a little smooth soul right now to soothe our soul. Uh, got some bad uh, topics uh, right now to discuss in the sports world. We'll get to them. There's the Mike Leach story, gentlemen, that we have not Man. talked about. That is, uh, yeah, I'm just regretting talking about it, honestly. It's sad, and um, the reports are not very optimistic. Um, so we'll talk about it. Uh, looks like Mike Leach uh, in critical condition right now. So uh, thoughts and prayers with Mike Leach and his family. I think they're going to be uh, his family or uh, I think they're arriving in Mississippi tomorrow, the entire family, as many as they can get there at 10 a.m. Um, to try to you know, uh, figure out what the best uh, action is going forward. So really tough situation there. We'll get into it because Mike Leach, you're talking about one of the greatest football minds in football history. Right. Period. Any level. Yep. Say what you want, any level. Uh, so we'll get into that story, unfortunately. Uh, also, gosh, that, that Grant Wall story? This Grant Man, Wall story? Yeah. Terrible. Coming out of the World yeah. Cup? Terrible story. <sighs> Horrible story. Uh, journalist uh, Grant Wall um, it, it ended up passing away. Uh, it, there are some of his family members that are they don't want to, they're not dismissing foul play. I guess that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, in their mind, that they, they think this something could have happened there. We'll get some details about that too because that is also a, a very unfortunate, sad story that happened over the weekend. Um, so we've got a couple of those topics to get to. We talked about the Chris Beard uh, situation. We'll get back to the Chris Beard story. Um, he is out on bond, um, yep. and there has not been any update from the university since then. We still don't know, and we're monitoring the situation, who is going to be on the sideline tonight for Texas basketball's game versus uh, the Rice Isles. We don't know just yet. Once we find out, we're going to let you know. promise you that. Um, so that we'll get back into that conversation. Actually, we will. You know, preview the basketball game a little bit as well. Um, but obviously a big topic of discussion about Texas basketball in the country is talking about is Chris Beard uh, being arrested um, uh, late. Uh, I'll say mm-hmm. late, early this morning. Uh, early, pa- right? It's early. Yeah. This, that would like, be this morning. Early this yeah. morning. It sounds yeah. like last night, but I think it was like, yeah, I think it was like late, like midnight to two in the morning. First call, once it gets past midnight, so, then it's the next day. And I guess the, yeah. officially it was yeah. early this morning. All right, so we'll get back to that conversation, too. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's talk about the Cowboys and their Coyote Ugly win <laughs> that they had over the Texas. It's one of those wins that you just don't feel, you know. If you, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen the movie Coyote Ugly? I have watched it. Yeah, I believe no. the – have you seen this movie, Patrick, before? No. I believe the whole premise of the term is that uh, – you end up having a one night stand with somebody. You got really wasted, so you obviously your standards drop. You probably went from you look you were looking for an eight, and you finally found a three, 
and you went mm-hmm. home with it, and then you wake up in the morning sober, and the person you're laying with who is laying under your arm is so ugly that you would rather go coyote ugly and chew your arm off rather than wake them up and have the awkward conversation of, oh, I am, oh, what are we going to do now about this? Because I'm sad. Uh, we just had sad sex because I didn't remember any of it, and I'm, I'm sad about it right well, now. Don't let him spend the night. Yeah. Come on, well, guys. Well, 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 come well, on. Well, say you, he was obviously very inebriated. That's not got to go. Or he or she, whatever, all right, if you've ever been there before. I, I, I probably have, too. Uh, but anyway, that's, all, that's a, this is how ugly that win, that win was. That was a coyote ugly win that you'd rather forget about. You don't want to take that win to the movies. You know, it's one of them wins that you only, you know, it's basically, basically a late night hype. Just a booty call. You won't yeah. take you won't take her to lunch. You won't take her to brunch. You may take her to like IHOP late night, something like that. <laughs> That's how ugly that win was. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Y'all, you know, you know, you you know, you didn't want to take her to the movies. She wanted to go bad. You like, no, no, I'll, I'll bring it home to. Her. I'll go get it. I'll get Waffle the bootleg version. Waffle House. <laughs> waffle, on the other side of town. Like, yeah. Why we pass up two Waffle Houses to go to this Waffle House? I've <laughs> never been to this one. And I want to see what their <laughs> yeah. service is like. My friend said they got some special waffles at this Waffle House. All right, I want to taste them. Uh, that <laughs> is how ugly that Ky- that uh, Cowboys win was over the Texans. You're the Cowboys fan. I'll give you the floor, hard. Yeah, you got it. What are your your thoughts? Well, first and foremost, uh, they got the win. That's all that matters. I don't care if it was Coyote Ugly or or Heisman Trophy World Championship Pretty. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure that they got the win. With that being said, what in the wide world of sports was going (laughs) on during that game yesterday? Your boy (laughs) Kellen Moore's game plan did not seem to be into effect. Number two, where is Dak throwing half of them passes to? He got his arm hit on a couple of them. But number three, I thought that the defense, who we expect a lot from, was very vulnerable yesterday. It was. Kelvin Joseph, what I tell you, boss man is not the answer. He is not the answer. He is not the answer for the success and well-being of this team. I kept saying they need to sign defensive players as opposed to going out and get offensive. Shout out to T.Y. Hilton. Not against you, bro, but I want I wanted them to go get defense, not offense, because that is what's going to be they did the championship McKenzie level. Alexander, yeah. but he's not ready yet, obviously, because mm-hmm. they haven't activated him. But I I'm looking at him to be activated this week. <laughs> I'm looking at him because we can't keep giving boss man yeah. chances, man. He's not. He's not. He's ready. not the answer. He's not ready. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And so, and then my bold statement last week: I expect them to have double digit sacks. What did y'all tell me? That that deep, that offensive line for Ken, uh, for Houston it, it is, is tough. It, it got better. It, they didn't get a sack. It, I'm gonna say the tackles are pretty good. The tackles yes. that only allowed uh, Tunsil and Howard are only allowed one sack each going into that game. They, yes, they really are a decent tackle pair. pair yeah, in there. they are. They're yeah. really good on yeah. the offensive line, which is another part. I'm gonna say this. I was very impressed with the fact that the Texans, because I don't watch them that much, mm. I was very impressed with the fact that they went with the two quarterback system and bringing in Jeff Gris- Driscoll. That was actually pretty cool, right? Yeah, that was. I thought that was that was pretty really innovative. impressive. That was pretty innovative. Yes, Pep Hamilton. Because I, I, I Pep is on Pep is on probation, man. Uh, no, that was actually impressive. That, you're right about that. That was probably, for the Texans, one of the things I really liked about the game plan. Yep. And they were aggressive with their, their two-quarterback system. They combined for a 93.6 passer rating. Hey, that's not bad. No. 
I mean, Davis it, Mills looked like Joe Montana yesterday. My boy that I was watching the game with. Oh, yeah, special shout-out shout to out. the folks over at Anchor. Uh, Anchor Bar. Yeah. We had a good time. A lot of people were there. Obviously, it was a Bills bar, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But as for Cowboy fans, it was to the point where Cowboy fans was ready to leave because they thought that the bad juju was happening because we was in there. <laughs> and then you leave, and all of a sudden they decide they want to win the game. But it – to me, the Cowboys were exposed on so many different levels that I wonder if they took it for granted. And I told y'all, that 17 points was was fugazi. There's no way any team, and we talked about the way that the they play their defense, the Texans, they play hard. They do. And they were playing against the Cowboys. And our man Jalen Petrie, good gosh. Led the team in He's tackles. He's got to be an all-pro. Led the team in tackles and led him in PBS. He won't be an all-pro because he started slow and he missed a lot of tackles early on. But he he won't be, he won't be an all-pro this year. Right. But in the future, he I is agree leading with you. to that right he, now. He'll be an all-pro in the future. Yeah. He's on that track. On so, that Patrick, track. what's your conspiracy? Well, first, first off, let's begin. This is another mark against Kellen Moore, and I get it. He's had a really good season. Oh. You can't throw the ball 39 times and run Zeke and Tony Pollard 25. Agreed you cannot that. do that on a Agreed. team that is better in the secondary than on the D-line, Agreed. and you're going to be able to run wow. the ball on them. You just can't do that. You guys give no compliments to Kellen no, Moore I'm all saying- season long. And even one time, <laughs> one time, you know what I'm saying? Yo, with Kellen Moore, he only can't do. Like, okay. I said it was a bad game play. I'm just telling you, he, <laughs> he's had good game plans this year. No energy. He, no, no, he has had good game plans this year. You had to come in the one time. No, I'm not going to come in. I'm going to play that way against the Texans. I agree with you, but <laughs> no, no good energy. Uh, but no, but also I will tell you, he led with that killer. You know, how, you know how bad the Cowboys were playing? <laughs> that the Texans had to be injured at the end of that game for the Cowboys to win. That Damian Pierce, who was laughing walking around on the sideline, was too hurt to get in a goal line stand that he easily would have scored and put the game away. Yeah. And they ran Rex Burkhead. Four times in a row. Well, I mean, Jeff Jerry's got to take on the last one because they ran the wrong direction. But they had to run the ball with Rex Burkhead over and over again. Why would you put Rex Burkhead in at that moment? Why? Why? Mm. You know why you do that? Because you don't want to win the game. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's that. I, I can't Because you don't want to win the game because in the NBA, that. you know what you do? When it's big time and you need a big shot? Put in that G League player. You go, hey, we need to get him some reps. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? Shea Gill said, Alexander, I know he's been great this year, but he already played like 35 minutes, and he's got that elbow thing, and it's his elbow was acting up. So we had to sit him down, and we let that G League player take the three from five feet behind the three-point line. That was what they did. Yeah. Because you caught that pick, and you're like, well, that's the game. Because you have Damian Pierce, and I get he's been banged up, but you just, all you got to do is have him run the ball once or twice up the middle, and he's good, and he's in the end zone. I'm with you. I don't disagree with that. That 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 right there. That. I'm glad you put in Rex Burkhead. I don't care whatever reason you want to talk about. I'm glad Rex Burkhead was the one. And the fact that they even tried to do a a quarterback reverse option or Jeff, Jeff Driscoll decided he was going to turn the wrong way and try to get in there. You can't run between the tackles on the Cowboys like that. Not with a quarterback. He was trying. He was trying well, to. Get, Jack he, Driscoll's thick, though. Man, he would, he got popped. He thick. did get popped. He got right. popped thick. But he's they, they got him at tight end sometimes. They no play. doubt. They, they want him to be like Taysom Hill, Hill Taysom Hill kind yeah. of thing. I don't think he's that obviously. Uh, but no, I, you can give Dallas credit defense for run game though. Is Damian Pierce had a good game? He was able to get some big plays off, but he only averaged three and a half yards per carry. Rex Burkhead negative one point five yards per carry. Yeah, no, you, you know your theory holds water. Now, your, no, your theory, it is. 
Your it's, theory holds water, no question. No, you're right on that. I, I mean, they are the Texans, but that is that to me that I'm with you. That's very specific ineptitude. Also, in, in if you confidence. know, if you know, hey man, we know what we're doing right now, and we know we can beat Kelvin Joseph. Like we know, all we got to do is get Kelvin mm-hmm. Joseph on the outside and throw the ball that direction. We'll probably get a pass in there. We're gonna run it. Four times in a row with a running back who can't run the ball anymore. We know that all season Rex Burkhead hasn't been good. And we're going to, instead of just, hey, let's go get one on one on the outside and throw it up there, it's probably a better chance of it winning. No, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. Yeah, they were 100%. mossing people yesterday. And, and some people would say, a lot, a lot of Texans fans will say that's responsible of the Texans. Oh, to, no, to I'm, throw, I get it. I'm just saying, when I saw him out there, we saw yeah. it, and then they go, they go, they show on the sideline. They show David Pierce on the sideline. Like, <laughs> oh, what's funny? And you're like, what are you laughing? Uh, no, no, I'm with you on that. I, I, I agree with you because Damian Pierce, it seems like, I mean, even though he didn't have a great game and he is injured, he's money in the bank in short yardage just because he's just a bowling ball of, of just physicality. Mm-hmm. He, he, he seeks it, and he's he's one of the leaders in the NFL in, in forced missed tackles too, which right. helps um, when you are running the ball for the Texans. The the the. The the one uh, factor, honestly, that to me was the biggest factor in the Cowboys winning the game, and Patrick just brought up a good point about the Texans, maybe they just lost the game. Uh, Terrence Steele going out in that game uh, at right tackle and then I'm putting in Josh Ball. Mm-hmm. And then give Joe Philbin credit because I read a quote that it was Joe Philbin and Jason Peters was thinking about it. But when Josh Ball uh, ended up being a disastrous uh, you know, a replacement for Terrence Steele, they put in Jason Peters, who hasn't, who hadn't before, prior to this game had a single snap at right tackle since 2005. So you're talking about you going on what, 17 years or something like that uh, since he had had a snap at right tackle. Um, and this is basically what happened because I got his quote. He said, Jason Peters said, "Man, I had no idea." Um, that I was going to do that, that I was going to be. He said the O-line started going down, and they dressed me um, for a reason. So I just went in and tried to help the team out and get the win. Um, because when they put Josh Ball in, remember, that's when Dak threw that pick. Mm-hmm. He was being pressured, and it was a pressure because of Hit Josh Ball. Yeah. Yep. Ended up hitting his arm, and then it got scary from there because the Texans can you know apply pressure on you. It might be, end up being a long day. Um, and... This is uh, what Jason Peters said, man, you can't prepare for stuff like that. I hadn't taken any right tackle reps since 05, so I just win the game, and I know uh, how to stay in front of people, and that's basically what I did. Immediately when they put him in again, uh, put him in the game and replaced ball, uh, the first play was a complete that completion of Dalton Schultz for 23 yards. Yep, yep. Uh, then the rollout by Prescott to the right side for a nine-yard gain. Then a 13-yard completion to Schultz on a drive that also saw Prescott uh, get that Noah Brown 18-yard completion. By the way, that was a dope catch by Noah Brown. It was a nice one. Yeah, uh, give him put, some love on that. That put the Cowboys on the <clears throat> 22-yard line. Um, and basically, that ended up being one of the biggest moves or coaching adjustments in the game for the Cowboys. And they, they didn't leave Josh Ball in there. They solved the problem. Um, and Prescott said it was awesome. A guy that hadn't played right tackle since 05, but a veteran, a gold jacket veteran. You have no worries when he comes in and wherever he has to fill in and do his job. You know his standards, his expectations are to, to the highest, and he'll give it his all. Um, he just basically came in and saved the game for the Cowboys. Tyler Smith said that shows what type of player he is. Um, since he got here, he's taught me so much about left tackle, left guard in general, and to be able to see him go out there regardless of the situation and come up with big uh, plays, always show up, it's a testament to the type of player he is. That's a real Hall of Fame dude. That's a rare one. So to me, if you want to look at the biggest 
uh, adjustment in the game by the Cowboys that wanted for him, it might have been putting uh, basically, you know, Jason Peters at right tackle when he hadn't played there and it was purely an experiment, but you were just trying to solve the problem, how to protect your quarterback, Dak Prescott, and give yourself a chance to win, that was the move. What are you saying? you gotta be, you got to be problem solvers, right? That's what that was coaches the do. That was the move that they made. And here's the other part. Steele, who now has been – he's going to be out because he out. tore his ACL. Yep. You have to make sure that you get the right reps. Josh Balls, if he's not going to be the guy, now you're going to have Tyron Smith possibly coming back this weekend. You move Tyler Smith inside. Now you're going to get some work with Jason Peters on the right side. I like that that offensive mm-hmm. line. Now, obviously, he's going to need to put some work in to get accustomed to being on that mm-hmm. side of the ball. But there's there's so much to to try to figure out for the Dallas Cowboys that they got the victory. It was an ugly win. It, it, we talked about the Texans, but it's okay. It's okay. What's next for the Cowboys with uh, moving forward? You got Jacksonville Jaguars, who looked really good yesterday. They, did. they played well. I I went against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought the Titans were going to win that game. And you talked about a team that are, are plateauing. I'm starting to think that's what's happening to the Tennessee Titans. Might be. So Might now be. you and you look at what Jacksonville, they're like your Detroit Lions, Rob. Ooh. They are out there playing their thing, and, and they're being tough, and you don't want to see them on your schedule. The Lions have won five of their last six. Patrick, you think you made a mistake? Five of their last <laughs> six. Dan Campbell. Yeah, the eat, fight kneecaps. Eat kneecaps, two <laughs> yeah. kneecaps. I mean, they, they're they inspired, they, they, and now they're, big, they're playing. I, I'm the only one who pays attention to the Detroit Lions, so I can tell you guys this. They're 6-7. and seven. Yeah. The only reason they're starting to win now, they're not really playing any differently. Remember, they had a really good offense. Um, even early on in the year, they were one of the best best offenses in the league. Turnovers. Yep. Uh, they have three turnovers in the last seven games as an offense. They had eleven in the first six. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. They forced six turnovers in the last seven games. They had five turnovers in the first six. They're forcing more turnovers and they're turning the ball over less. Simple. Yep. This th- Simple. And what have you been talking about? Simple man. What did you say about our man um, Jared Goff? Ooh, playing, he's doing. He's, he's taking the, care of the, the football. Best football of yeah. his career. Right? Yeah. yeah, this is it. Jared Goff. I feel is in that situation now where they found the offensive coordinator has found a system that he works well with. Then right. he's like, "Look, I can get you this." And then the reads you're reading, you're figuring it out. And, and so it's not the Sean McVay of like, no, this is the Sean McVay system. This works with the right quarterback. Yep. He's running a system of I have Jared Goff. Let me see how I can make Jared Goff work because I don't get to make this choice. Totally agree. Yeah, it's the difference of a head coach and an offensive coordinator. Yeah, no, you're right about the and they got Jamison back, the wide receiver that they yep. drafted, the yep. speedy wide receiver. Touchdown too, by the way. Did he already score? He scored a touchdown yesterday he, too. He's dangerous. Yeah, and then yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown this year has been a monster. See, this has been his breakout year yeah. of. Uh, this guy's going to could be a problem in the league for a while. Yeah. I'm gonna try to get his dad on this week because he's got two boys that are playing in the NFL. Yeah, Equinemius. Equinemius has done well yeah. too with Chicago, which was unexpected as well because they yeah, right. because they, they don't they don't they don't they haven't been doing well. You're right, and now they're they're highlighting him, and he's been been more of the go to guy for uh, Justin Fields. So. There's a lot that is going on with the the St. Browns. The St. Browns. Yeah. I like that. Equinemius. Yeah. I just like saying that name. And Amara. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, all and right. they got another brother named Osiris, by the way. Yeah. Who played at Stanford. 
Um, and yeah, man, talk about good jeans. Oh, great jeans. Damn. We got to get him on so and he can tell like you about Mr. the universe or something. Oh yeah. We'll get him on and let him tell you yeah. all about his jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Hey man. But he, I remember you guys having him on, uh, you and yeah. Chip back in the day. Yeah. And he used to call his shot about them boys. Oh yeah. He said they was going to be NFL players or pro athletes and. They got to eat dirty though. They got to eat good. dirty though. Damn if he wasn't right. That's right. That's for sure. Uh, okay. Um, Cowboys, Texas. Uh, also Cowboys news. They signed T.Y. Hilton. And Hearts, what are your thoughts about T.Y. Hilton? He's a little older, um, but they're not asking much from him right now, and they're not going to ask much from him even in the playoffs once he gets acclimated and once he's familiarized with the system. What they want from him is a guy that can win one-on-ones which against your second or third mm-hmm. best cover guy because you're going to have C.D. Lamb getting a lot of attention and as well he deserves it as wide receiver That's one. That's what he got yesterday. They right? were locking him up yesterday. Yeah, or they'll put their top guy on Michael Gallup and just double C.D. Lamb. Um, yeah. Either way, you'll get you know attention, extra attention on those two guys. And whoever your third wide receiver is, that guy needs to eat. Noah Brown did a good job. He did a good job. This past week. Yeah, he did a yeah. good job. But Makes there was obviously guys. something that they saw that they didn't like, that they decided that they needed to go make that move. Um, he's got five 1,000-yard seasons and 9,691 career receiving yards. Mm-hmm. T.Y. has been around this game for quite some yeah. time. Oh, he was a Texans and, killer, too. Yeah, and he Ooh. that's what I was just about to say. He Man. used to not, he used to light it up against the Texans. All and, the time. And so I think what Dallas is trying to do is bring in someone else, and Patrick and I were even talking about this earlier. He's a more experienced wide receiver who's been in the playoffs, understanding what it is. So now they need to get him in and get that uh, timing down with Dak Prescott and what they're going to use him as. James Washington came back yesterday. Yes, he did. He played a little bit. Right. I mean, he wasn't as effective. Michael Gallup had a big – he got hit hard in the end zone. But he made some plays again, too. So now you're bringing in another person who can possibly stretch the field as well. Yeah, um, if you look at – yeah, T.Y. Hilton a lot, it's it's not so much he's a touchdown guy or a red zone guy to help you out there, but you can basically put him in a few packages – and have him out there to stretch the field, pull safeties, do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, man, if he can get a catch or two in a game down yep. the season, down the stretch, yep. maybe get a you know fifty yards, sixty oh, yards. Yeah. That alone is worth the sign because it's not going to cost a lot of money. Right. It's way cheaper than Odell. He's ready mm-hmm. to play now because he ain't played in a while, so he's ready to get in the game. And again, like to have somebody that when you get in the grind of the playoffs and when the stress picks up for these young wide receivers and you're trying to make a run. To have somebody that has that experience to be able to walk in and go, okay, hey, man, I get it, but, like, let's go through our warm-ups. Let's hit our warm-ups right. Let's get out there and kind of just – Help lead that way because you are a young, young wide receiver core. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And CD's the man. He's leading that group. Um, he's still a baby. No uh, doubt. But uh, I, I like the signing for the Cowboys. I think they just needed more bodies. They're not sure about James Washington, so I think it's an insurance policy no about doubt. James Washington. And Ed Warder reporting that the Cowboys are not done with o- in the Odell Beckham Jr. Josina Anderson is as well. She's oh, like, wow. don't think it's over. Man. It's not over. This thing's like the never-ending story. Yeah. It won't die. It, it won't. It's like something it out of pet, pet Cemetery. It just keeps coming <laughs> back to life. Every time we think it's dead, it's like, ah, it's dead. He won't work out. They're not going to sign a guy yeah. who won't work out. Oh, he's oh the Cowboys are still interested. Oh, it's still on. And you're like, oh, they just signed T.Y. Hilton. All right, definitely the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff is done. Ed Warder, oh, no, they're still in the sweepstakes. <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, how is this possible? Yeah, well, what's so funny much. is I keep hearing stuff that it's like that he keeps trying to get these offers and then going back to the Giants. Like, everything still seems like he wants to go to the Giants, but he wants more money and more security for the Giants. And he is basically, 
trying to go to these other teams and be like, hey, man, they're going to offer me three years at 10 a year. So if y'all want me to come, you're going to you're gonna have to beat them out. And the other teams are going, we're not offering you that. They're like, uh, I, I called and they said they yeah. didn't offer that. And it's like, oh, they offered that, oh, in, you- crypt- they offered that in crypto. <laughs> so, so look, the exchange is different. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't Who'd know. You Who you talk to, Stephen or Jerry? <laughs> you gotta talk to Jerry. You, talk you can't to talk Jerry. to Stephen. You gotta talk to Jerry. Don't talk to Catboy. No. Catboy will lead you astray. Because he will let you know that we aren't signing anybody because we don't got no money. We ain't got no money. Yeah. No, we only go with the homegrown products around here. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Uh, what you got for Hearts Knock Life, buddy? I'm gonna talk a little bit about the transfer portal and some of the new names that are there. But the one position that everybody talks about is the one that. A lot of people don't get right. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Oh, I think I know what this is. Oh, yeah. All right, we're getting to that on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 and the Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm going to speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. I don't know how smooth and how soulful we're going to be today, but there's a lot going on. Uh, It's your boy Harbaugh Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. You can follow my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And also, we love it when you're a part of the show and y'all been hitting us up pretty good today on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I want to talk a little bit about this transfer portal because there's names that continue to come out. And one of the names that came out today was Grayson McCall, quarterback for Coastal Carolina. Young kid, great. I've got a chance to watch him play over the last two seasons, and he is very impressive. And what he was doing at Coastal Carolina was really something Mm -hmm. to talk about. Coastal Carolina was one of those teams a couple years ago that was undefeated, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people kept talking about them on why you don't get a, a, a team out of the group of five to be able to come in to the crash the party in the playoffs. And that's just something, obviously, we're yep. trying to adjust to. That's why they're talking about the 12-team playoff, where if you're in a, a group of five, you'll get a chance to be in there if you're a champion mm-hmm. in how the rankings break out. But the reason why I bring that up with him at the quarterback position is because the quarterback seems to be the one that is always the talk of the transfer portal. You know, we get a little bit, you and I were talking about um, during the break about some of the offensive linemen, Mm -hmm. and most of the time, the positions that everyone really wants to talk about is the skill positions. The skill position is the one that's always getting the most love. We don't ever really talk about the trenches, uh, whether it's the wide receiver, there's a bunch of uh, highly talented uh, running backs that are in the transfer portal right now, I'll give you two of them right now, that L.J. Johnson, who has four years of eligibility, at uh, is leaving Texas A&M. He entered the transfer portal. And then you also have a running back named Trey Sanders uh, from Alabama, who Texas was in on early during his recruitment, but he ended up going to, um, to Alabama. But the quarterback position, And this is the position. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I played the position in high school, so I've got a chance to see a lot of talented guys as they went about their business. But it's also one of those that we're looking at a JT Daniels, for example. Somebody who played, he started at three 
division, power five uh, division one schools over his three-year career, four-year career at this point. Yep. And it just seems to me that and he ended up, ended up getting hurt at one, getting benched at another, and now he's back in the transfer portal. We made the joke the other day talking about Tate Martell and how his journey was something that mm-hmm. he was highly recruited. He was committed to one school before signing day. Then he tra- he changed his commitment, went to another school. Yep. Then he ended up going to U- University of Miami and playing wide receiver. And now we don't know where Tate Martell is. I haven't I have seen no idea. Right. He's not even like, part of the conversations like anymore. Waldo. Exactly. <laughs> and here's another quarterback who has kind of taken, I wouldn't say the same path, but He's somebody that hasn't been able to stay at a home, and that's Kendon Clovis, the quarterback that was at USC. Then he went to Pitt, and now he, too, is back in the portal. At this point in your career, as you're starting to look at it, when do you stop, like you said the other day, Rod, either you're running from something or you're trying to run to something? Like, what is really going on when you're going to continue to jump mm-hmm. from spot to spot? Yep. And, it's, and it's something as a coach that is probably really tough for them at this mm-hmm. point because you're trying to evaluate, and this is something that we talked about with our friend Jake Spavitol. Yeah, You're going to a school that has high expectations for them, but you want to win now. And can you win now? And how am I going to do that at that level with certain types of players? Do I go into the transfer portal or do I recruit high school? Mm -hmm. But is my job secure enough to where you're going to give me time to be able to develop some of these high school kids? Those are some of the challenges that a lot of these coaches are going through right now because your contract is basically connected to your wins and losses. Yeah. So unless there is a preconceived, con- there's a predetermined conversation, we're going to give you X amount of years to develop some of these young players. Now, obviously, a school like Texas State or even UTSA, which Jeff uh, Trailer has done a great job of building that culture, but he's also got a six-year quarterback that is leading that culture at that point. So at the quarterback position, for you to be able to come in and take the reins to be able to to win right away, number one, number two, mm-hmm. develop that culture and lead that culture for your for your coach who is being judged by wins and losses, and also the recruiting classes. How does that manage? How do you? How are you able to manage that as a head coach? And that is some of the challenges that we are starting to see now mm-hmm. with that. And now, with that being said, you're looking at a coach like um, Deion Sanders, yep. who we've been talking a lot about because of the energy that he's bringing to the Pac-12 and Colorado, period, where Robbie, yourself, you were like, man, it used man. to be the it school. It but was. then it, I gave you the numbers last week of all the coaches that have since been mm-hmm. there and the numbers in which they've had. How is Dion being contacted by 200 to 300 uh, players in the transfer portal and recruits? Yeah. He got a four-star recruit who decommitted from uh, Notre Dame to now committed to Dion Sanders because now it seems to be the it place to be. So the challenges are going to be like a DJ, DJU who mm-hmm. left Clemson. 
Who's going to be? Who's going to take that? Because now you got to figure out if he fits your system. That's the other part of this. Which quarterback is going to be able to come in to fit what I am trying to do to help me win right away? Yep. It's going to be a huge challenge for all of these these quarterbacks and all of these coaches that are trying to grow their organizations and trying to see where is this kid a good fit for my program? Why is he transferring to this school? Do you even care anymore that kids are jumping in a portal left and right? Is that something now that the coaches are looking at? Where's the commitment? Mm -hmm. And is this kid going to be committed to me? And then the next year try to figure out if he can go to the next school and the next school. Like how, how are you judging that? How, how is that able, how are you able as an organization trying to develop your culture but you're grabbing kids from here, you're grabbing kids from there, and you're still the end goal is to try to get a mm-hmm. W. I, I'm just confused about it. But the quarterback is the most highly um, visited place in the transfer portal Man. because you look at the second and your third stringers and yeah. say you're behind a guy like Quinn Ewers. And I know Quinn Ewers had his growing planes, but he's a five-star perfect score quarterback. And now you're bringing in a kid like Arch Manning with the same pedigree. And if I'm these other kids, how am I supposed to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a chance to play? You're not. I mean, that's just the the, the pecking order. And do you go and say, all right, well, I got a kid like this Cade McNamara who was at uh, Michigan. Now he's transferring to Iowa. Yeah, I mean, within the same conference, but is that grass greener? No, you lost your position, and now you're going to have to go over there and fight. And nobody – the only person who says they know who their quarterback is is Deion Sanders. Yeah. He said he got to earn it. That is your quarterback. Yeah. But he got to earn it. He got to earn it. Yeah, it's already that's already earned. Your, that's your quarterback. <laughs> that's your like, quarterback. Well, you said he's the QB. Then. He's my QB. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. my quarterback. So I'm just curious to how all of these coaches are now having the ability to adjust. And then you you see the kids tape and you're like, oh, yeah, I want that kid on my team. And mm-hmm. then you come in there. And then you got to change some things about him, his throwing motion, the way he reads a defense. You're still learning all this stuff. And does that help you or does it hurt you? You, you There's no lottery winners in this thing at all anymore. It's still a trial and an error situation. So the quarterback position, we always talk about it. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not probably not going to win these games. But if you have one, how much are you going to develop and how much rope are you going to give them mm-hmm. as your starting quarterback? Because at the end of the day, your job's on, your job's on the line because of wins and losses, not on who you're dealing with every single day. Yeah, man. It's just uh, for the quarterback position, there's so much value in it now. And these guys know, they're starting to figure out that value often is – equated with your the rarity in a skill set. Yep. And it's just rare to find a really good quarterback. It's just no matter what you talk about with the position and how mm-hmm. you know the nuances I, and everything. Yeah, well just like I know there are more camps now and there's mm-hmm. more attention on the position and I know that some of their best athletes are not playing quarterback, better athletes overall, but it's still, in my opinion, toughest position to play in all the sports. Yes. It's just so it's it's really hard to find a good one. And when you find one that can at least play at a certain level a certain baseline of competence, right? Those guys have value, you right? Know, Casey Thompson, Longhorn fans complained about Casey Thompson week in and week out. Casey Thompson go start for a lot of schools right now, right? Right. 
Period. And he did. And he did. And he did. Exactly. And and while we were complaining about him, we didn't realize that he was leading the Big 12 in touchdown passes that year. Also picks. You know? But But, but that's Casey. Yeah, yeah. Like James Winston. (laughs) (laughs) Like James. Oh, I love our Casey. No risk and no biscuit. No risk and no biscuit. (laughs) Right. But but to your point, though, I mean, there's just your court. These quarterbacks know it now. They know. They know that they they have tremendous value on what is now the free agent market, essentially. The basic transfer market, I guess, is probably a better term. Remember when Graham Mertz, I mean, a lot of people probably weren't paying attention to Wisconsin at that time, but I'm I'm a closet Wisconsin fan, and I used to watch them a lot. And he came out, and he was gangbusters, and everybody was like, oh, this is the perfect quarterback. This is the right guy to have. Then all of a sudden – He's not even their quarterback, and now he's in the portal again. It's the way it goes. I mean, it's just the way the game is because these guys understand I have to win. Be a game manager. You don't have to be a superstar. Mm -hmm. Don't turn the ball over, and we will put ourselves in position to win. And now all these guys are in the portable, the portal, and you're just sitting there looking at it and saying, I sure hope all this works out for all these guys because the numbers don't add up for – success for a lot of these guys yeah no i'm with you man it's uh it's unbelievable you start looking at how the numbers in the transfer report yeah i'm going to go back and like in a few weeks i guess and try to tally up all the numbers but they can hardly keep up with it you can't they can't keep up with it day to day no there's no real accurate figures on it because it it's it's so many different players at different levels entering the transfer pool every day and you're talking about an exponential amount increasing yeah. day by day quickly man so they can't really the final tally is going to be amazing but right now they can't keep up with it nobody can give you an accurate number. they can give you a number of what it was at this point right but then it could be hundreds or thousands over that number as in as a matter that, of days right yeah. matter of minutes because every time minutes, they jump yeah. in there but here's the other thing too and the one thing that we didn't bring up is you look at the coaching changes when a coach comes in, like Dion, and I'll keep using Dion as the mm-hmm. reference for right now, he went in and said, if y'all don't understand it, go ahead and hit the portal. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you have that, too. Oh, when yeah. a coach comes in, you're not his type of player. You already know He's idea. already telling you, hit the portal as yeah. well. So then you get lost in the minutia of it all. I want to stay. Well, you're not my type of player. You're not wanted. You're though. not wanted. Yeah. It's like you want to stay, but you're not wanted. Right. And so it's yeah it's a it's a it's a strange world now man with the transfer portal and NIL and all that being linked together and don't forget they get a COVID year they get an, and more eligibility right you get yeah. more eligibility so it, the kid that's being recruited from say Westlake Wake Lake Travis LBJ if you're not part of that coach's plan in the transfer portal and these kids are getting more eligibility so you may be walking into a place where you think. Oh, I only have to redshirt one year. Well, then you find out that running back or DB or whatever has four more years because mm-hmm. of all the other rules that are in there. That's real. It changes how you're being recruited. No question. Yep, totally agree with you. Um, all right, we'll come back. We'll get into some unfortunate news about a great football mind, um, Mike Leach, apparently in critical condition. We'll talk about that, get some details on it, have that discussion right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. <laughs> D.D. 
Magadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well I don't get a day break, they ain't cold. Well, congratulations, continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Um, this is also a very difficult story to discuss. Feels like that is the theme of the day. Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach had a um, personal health issue at home earlier, uh, early yesterday, that led to um, a decision to transfer Coach Leach to the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson by ambulance. Um, that is the extent of the information that uh, Mississippi State is sharing. But the um, unfortunately, the news on Twitter, I guess most of it being rumor and conjecture, is that uh, he's not doing well. Obviously, they're transferring him to the hospital, not doing well. And his family is expected to gather there in Jackson tomorrow morning um, to gather more information, see what... Um, options they have what are the best options and what the best course of action is going forward for uh mike leach and for his overall health so it's a very sad story but apparently something pretty tragic happened there yeah um and we don't know the extent of it there they've been it's been very vague and like i said most of it is rumor and conjecture and we won't we don't want to be insensitive about just throwing stuff out there but no. it it's um you would have thought if there was there was any positive news or optimism. I thought I think that would have came out by now. It has not. Harsh. Yeah, it, it has not been uh, positive. And the more that you look and kind of search for the information, it to your point, it seems like there's family members that are being flown in, and there's a lot of people that are going to be by his side. And if they said, I saw one report that they they said that they that he didn't have much of brain function. Yeah, apparently one of the rumors is that he, after the episode, whatever it was, that he was unattended right, yep. for what, yep. until somebody found him. We right. don't know how long that may have been, but as you know, you're in healthcare. That's you're a healthcare exactly guy, right. so every second, minute, crucial after you have an episode of that kind. And so if he was left home, if left alone and for in any that amount state, of time, yeah. yeah, for five minutes or so, I mean, that, that could be. Yeah, that's a bad, bad dire, situation. Yeah, disaster, so, so we're praying for the best. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you talked about it a little while earlier. You know, he is one of the bright future. I mean, bright um, offensive minds in the oh, game. He's a, he's so a, innovative. Oh, my God. He's he's a superstar. I, I mean, I, I think I'm actually not doing his legacy uh, justice by calling him a superstar in the coaching ranks. For football theorists like me uh, who have studied the game, I don't think I can watch football now and, and not see most modern offenses having – taken some conceptual signatures or just overall taking the concepts overall of the air raid offenses from right. Mike Leach and Hal Mummy. Right. I mean, his impact on football is, you know, it's not Bill Walsh-esque. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. It's not there, but, I mean, it's 
It's in the conversation of, of some of the all-time greatest legacies in the history of football. Well, the interesting part about that, and then you brought up Hal Mummy. I actually played against a, a Hal Mummy coach team oh, at that's Copper's, Copper's Cove. Cove. Yes. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I played against. Wow. A, 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 yes, I forget what. Yeah, it was yeah. signed the air raid back. That's where he came up, created it. That's where he created, where he created it created at it. Copper's Cove. And that's, here's another little fact. Great. That's wild. He went to Iowa Wesleyan. Yeah. to be a head coach where he got Mike Leach yep. as a wide receivers coach mm-hmm. and an offensive mind. And Dana Holgerson was one of the wide receivers at Iowa Iowa Wesleyan oh, yeah. with a bunch of my buddies from the Central Texas area. So they were all coached by Al Mummy, Mike Leach, and Dana Holgerson was a wide receiver on that team as well. No, Mike Leach has been famous for starting his coaching tree with his players uh, one of, and we can get into it later. I, I think I might get into it in Rogers around today. I think it's it's worth it, of course. Yeah. Uh, but you know, one of the things that he's famous for talking about is that he gives his quarterbacks a lot of power. Uh, there's always a running joke among quarterbacks from uh, the Mike Leach coaching tree ends up becoming coaches that all of them have a separate story about getting dog cussed by yeah. Mike Leach when they come back from the field from the field from a play or something because they didn't change the play because apparently he always used to call passing plays all passing plays he would never call a running play but right. if you had the numbers <laughs> advantage and you didn't check the play he would dog cuss you when you came back on the sideline why do you change the play and the quarterbacks are going, well, you called the play. He's like, I'm not on the field. Right. You're on the field. Take command of the offense, change the damn play, and and let's go score a touchdown. Right. And he, he almost used it as a teachable moment to the quarterbacks and was willing almost to sacrifice a play so he'd have that teachable moment to dog custom and go, all right, well, you know it's your offense then. Right. I call the play, but it's still your offense. You go run it. Mm-hmm. Um, so love that about Mike Leach. We'll talk more about Mike Leach and Rod throughout the day. We'll get into love it then it. too. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into – some more unfortunate news, the Chris Beard situation. There are updates about Chris Beard. We all talk about who's going to coach the Texas basketball uh, men's team tonight. Also, there is some good news about Texas and Oklahoma potentially leaving the Big 12 early for the SEC. We'll talk about that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.